Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's Character Unlock, where fresh off the back of a monster two and a half hour Mass Effect special episode, we're going to talk about Mass Effect again. Or at least John's going to talk about Mass Effect again. I can't say as always now, can I? Fuck. This week I'm hosting, not as always, but as every other episode it will probably be from here on in. My name's Andrew, uh, Andrew Brooker even, and I'm joined by my good buddy John Miller. How are you, mate? Hey, Brooks. Not too bad. Yeah, that... Wow, that episode was fucking difficult to, to go through. Those guys really like going off topic. <laughs> you do not have to tell me. I had to edit that motherfucker. <laughs> and I have never been... I, I didn't realise there was like a an, an oral version of just glazing over. Because that's <laughs> absolutely what happened. Like I, I found myself just staring at the wall, listening, going, Oh shit, I might need to edit that bit out. Oh shit, they've actually asked me to edit that bit out. I might need to go back. Fuck. It, yeah, I think we asked you to edit things out several times, just because... I think I got to a point where I was like, you know what, fuck you guys. You can't control yourselves. I'm not editing anything else out now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. I quite liked it, though. I mean, to be fair, I'm, I, I've said it a million times, I'm not a Mass Effect fan, but it was interesting to listen to, and certainly to the bits I could follow, I enjoyed listening to. But, you know, I hope it went down well. I, don't, I haven't seen the download numbers for it yet, but I hope it went down well. But two weeks later, have you recovered? Um, I can honestly say I still haven't finished Mass Effect Andromeda. Has anyone finished Mass Effect Andromeda? I think there are definitely people out there who've probably not stopped playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, I... We call those people the unemployed. Yeah. I wish <laughs> I was unemployed sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I like things, and I like money. Yeah, and I like living in my own house where I've got the freedom to buy things and not have to worry about you know this, having to move back in with my parents. And this is the sacrifice we make, mate. We have all the money in the world and just no time to play the games we want to play. Yep. All the money in the world sounds like I've won the lottery. I haven't. I wish I'd won the lottery. Actually, right. no, I I kind of don't wish I'd won the lottery because then you have to tell people about it and then you just get loads of panhandlers. No way, man! I'm going to be a secret lottery winner. I was going to be one of them cunts that goes, I'm going to buy a new pen. And that's all I'm going to buy. You'll gonna... never know. And I'll die like, and have a, a budget Ikea cabinet as a, as a coffin. And just no one will ever know that I won the lottery. You'll just be sitting there comfortably going, you know, I could buy that, but I'm not going to. Because yeah. then they'll win. I'll still be the cunt waiting for the sales before I go and buy a Blu-ray. Fuck yeah. It's, it's down to five ninety nine now. Now I can buy it. Those it H&B might... sales of... Uh, three blu-rays for 20 quid <laughs> and there's always only two that are actually worth buying I mean, no there's not to... there's always four <laughs> there's always yeah. four because now you've got to decide which one you don't want <laughs> yeah i suppose that is probably worse than the two and then you have to kind of go 
oh, which one do I go for? Is it this one? No, because you know, I'll only watch it once or the other one, which is I could buy this one and then it'll just sit in the wrapping. Yep. I, mate, you don't have to talk to me about a fucking Blu-ray pile of shame. Absolutely I mental. I bought a Blu-ray. I, I bought... I've bought ten Blu-ray steelbooks in the last seven days. I don't know when I'm going to have time to watch them. I also bought Doctor Strange. I wow. also have, sitting in my pile of shame, the last film from my pile of shame that I had at the beginning of the year, and I'm not going to talk about films all night because this is fucking ridiculous. It's a video game podcast. But my last... <laughs> my, the last film that was on my pile of shame when I started the year is still there. It's Elite Squad 2. It's been on that pile of shame for two and a half years. I bought it two and a half years ago. It's still in the cellophane. And I, it's not because I don't want to watch it. I fucking love that movie. But I am perpetually tired and don't want to read films. <laughs> I can't... I haven't got it in me to put it in. The worst thing is, actually, I bought Elite Squad 2 after I first watched it. Like, the day after I watched it, I was like, ooh, I'll definitely buy that and put it in the collection. But the day after, you don't want to watch it again. So it's just sat there waiting for me to hit play. Unless it's Deadpool, then you kind of do want to watch it again almost immediately after just watching it. Well, this is true. Yeah, ten times at the cinema. Still my record. That will never be broken. <laughs> Anyways. Games, mate. Games. games. Or more importantly, game news. Kind of. Yeah. So last week, I think it was last week, we got the Scorpio specs uh, confirmed, I suppose, revealed. Revealed, confirmed. Whichever word, you, whichever word you fancy using. Uh, in the weirdest way as well, like they were handed to Digital Foundry, or handed to Digital Foundry. Digital Foundry were allowed time with the, the Scorpio and were allowed the exclusive rights to reveal the spec, which seems pretty badass as well. Like I'm not going to go through the entire spec because I just read the digital article, digital foundry article I'm not going to read it out to you because it's ridiculous and very long yeah but and you know it, it depends on how many times you want to read the word teraflops everybody loves the word teraflops, teraflops. I didn't even know teraflops was a word until uh, Xbox One uh, what was it Phil Spencer decided to just start saying the word teraflops yep. repeatedly at uh, E3 like three years ago our new console has 6.4 floppy cocks <laughs> Yeah. I I didn't know. I had no idea either. And hold on, because I have a little thing here, and it will tell me what a teraflop is. I'm reading the wrong article. What a cunt! <laughs> you can edit that out, broker. I think I am. I'm reading the wrong article. Like I've, the article <laughs> I wanted open, I've closed. Fuck's sake! Well Twat bag. <laughs> Jesus a unit Christ. of computing speed equal to one million million yeah. floating point operations per second. Yeah. So first, let's buzz it. Teraflops or T flops. Stands for trillion floating point operations per second. I'll fuck your iPad. I was reading that, and then the, the page finished rendering, and it's gone again. Nice. Uh, yeah, but I apparently the PS4 has some teraflops as well. I, the PS4 has 4.12 teraflops, and the Scorpio has 6 teraflops. So, a 33% improvement? No, it'll be a 50% improvement. Yeah, math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how just typing the word teraflops into uh, the search engine of choice, uh, you just like constant articles of things like, wait, so what is a teraflop? And then, what is a teraflop? And what does it mean for the Xbox? Yeah. And then, what is a teraflop? What the hell is a teraflop? Uh, what is a T-flop, teraflop, and what does it mean? PS4 versus Xbox One. What's a teraflop? <laughs> just like 
Teraflops everywhere. Yeah. Floppy cocks no. everywhere. No one knows what a teraflop is. It's something important. It's apparently very important. And there's a lot of them. It it fix it does graphics apparently. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so six teraflops, uh, twelve gig DDR5 RAM over the PS4 Pros, eight gig, which is interesting because uh, was it the Xbox One we'll say had eight gig? Yep. From day one. Yep. So that the PS4 Pro was upgraded to be on par with the Xbox yes. One. Pretty much, yeah. And I, God, I hope no one shouts at me. I am very aware that they both act very differently, so it's still an upgraded console. I know. Please don't hurt yeah. me. We understand how computers work. <laughs> we both work in IT. We're not re- No. Wait. You did naysay it twice. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. I'm gonna have to find a stupid song now that begins with R, like Scatman. It was easy. I had Scatman. Yeah. No, it's gotta be a song. <laughs> you said Scatman. I'm a Scatman. No, you do. <laughs> Fuck. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> wow. We were supposed to do this quickly. This has descended into madness. We've only been we've only been recording ten minutes. Clearly, it's because it's been too long since we last spoke. I know, which is why it took us fifty minutes just to get started. This this kicking but me just, off for Mass Effect special shit has to stop. Yeah, from now on, you're not banned from any more episodes. You're <laughs> gonna have to turn up regardless of the content. Just you remember you said that when I decided to, when I suggested doing a Bethesda special, and your Sorry, head I'll... your head implodes. <laughs> You like the film Scanners. Yeah. <laughs> it's alright, you can have a Bethesda special. I'll be there, I will talk occasionally about things going on and mock you for being Bethesda fans, but at the same time I'll probably be playing on my Xbox anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even be playing anything fun either. I'll play FIFA and I'll, I'll occasionally pipe up with me mocking people for scoring goals. <laughs> and then dabbing, because that's a celebration. No, it's not. If I even consider hearing you dabbing, I will come down the road and punch you in the face. <laughs> Dabbers get punched in the dick. This is how life will now work. Dabbing is a form of Tourette's. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so the the, the, so the Scorpio's got, uh, keeping details as light as possible, an 8-core 2.3 gig processor over the PS4 Pro's 8-core 2.13 gig processor, so... No, no, no. Uh, but isn't the Scorpio a, a custom processor, whereas the Xbox One original and PS4 Pro are Jaguars? I believe so, but yeah. don't don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I heard Jaguar being mentioned. Yeah, but the processor, uh, I think, for both for the for the PS4 Pro and the Scorpio, of course, they're going to be important. But I do think like the graphics and the floppy cocks is where it's going to. Yeah, is where, you know it's where the important numbers are. But uh, yeah. It looks very nice. It's gonna do 4K gaming, and we'll have a four, You know, we'll be able to actually use 4K properly for films and games and things. Yeah. We'll possibly be VR capable. Or the Hololens specifically, unless Hololens is going full PC. I can't remember what they said last time they talked about the Hololens. I know it's been like a year since they actually mentioned Hololens in any way. Yeah. I'm still somewhat excited for Hololens. I haven't got room for Hololens. I've barely got room for the PSVR I've got. Which is the company that's that Microsoft are working with about VR and how to get support for the Xbox 
one stuff. Which it must be, it? must be Oculus. I, I think it's Oculus, but it might. Or is it the other one? Vive, uh, HTC. No, it's not. It's not HTC Vive. They're Steam VR only. Yeah, be Oculus then. Because because it's, be. it's either that or Google Cardboard. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see that happening on on Xbox. So I'll I'll be honest yeah. about that. Yeah, but they're in some kind of weird partnership. I don't know what it is. All I know is that I read an article somewhere about it, or it was a tweet tweet or something. Yeah. It was. I glazed over it because it was. It happened around some time. I was like, oh, that's cool, and then never thought about it again because <laughs> VR. Yeah. I do. I mean, uh, Microsoft have obviously they've done this thing. Uh, I think they've done it for the was it the Xbox One or the Xbox One S? I can't remember. But they've done this uh, when one of those was revealed as well. So they they kind of revealed the the machine and gave a little bit of information on it. So once E3 rolled around, you know, two months later, it was bang, 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 bang games. It must have been the One S because the Xbox. No, it was the one. It was the Xbox One. It must have been the one. Yeah. It was the one. So it was, you know, but it wasn't bang, 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 bang games. It was bang, bang television, bang, yeah. bang films, bang, bang television. Oh yeah, and games television. Don't forget TV, the TV. TV, TV, TV. Yeah. <laughs> but they've done the same thing there. So they they had the initial reveal or, or like the confirmation or whatever you want to call it, a couple of months beforehand. Then once the E3 presser came around. It was all all news, all info, all what yeah, was supposed all, to be exciting stuff. All singing, all dancing, literally. Yeah, on the stage. So what now, was it? like Tiny Temper or something. I don't know, Tiny Temper, Nelly, Nelly Furtado. I don't know. I, <laughs> does it have guitars? If it doesn't have at least three guitars, I'm not interested. Uh, all right then. There we go. <laughs> Wait, how many guitars does Skinner have? Three. Uh, all right. Fuck you, Brooks. <laughs> but yeah, so and and what we know is, you know, mid June is going to be E3, so we're only a couple of months away. And the... no confirmation of any kind of Xbox press. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. 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 Uh, what the the pre E3 press? E3 twenty seven briefing, June, uh, Sunday June eleventh twenty seven. No, I, I mean the the pre E three briefing. The, the oh no! That, uh, oh, okay. The... Like an Xbox special. Pro- probably not. After this thing, after this reveal they had here, I mean, there might be a little one, I suppose. But they've moved yeah. their conference forward. So instead of being on Monday evening, it's now Tuesday, uh, Sunday afternoon. So they're going to be before the Bethesda conference, which is awesome. Well, yeah, I quite like <laughs> the Bethesda conference, but oh, I mean, no one likes Bethesda. I do. No, you don't. I do. No. And what's going to be interesting, actually, is the the Bethesda one will have a lot I'm hoping a lot of new stuff I'm hoping for like new Wolfenstein and things like that because by the time E3 rolls around you know we've already had Dishonored 2 Prey will be out by then and would have been out for a month by then so I'm and hoping talking about the first DLC yeah oh, there'll be DLC for Dishonored I'm almost certain of that you know I've still not finished Dishonored 2 more challenges I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know challenges challenge rooms and horde mode and multiplayer stuff yeah so I'm really I'm looking trials. forward to Prey, but at the same time, it's made by the guys that made Dishonored, and I love Dishonored, but I'm, I'm, I feel guilty having not finished Dishonored 2 yet. But we are definitely going to talk about games I haven't finished later on. <laughs> <laughs> and a game I haven't finished. <laughs> uh, but what do you think, mate? So I just kind of sat here and read out an article about the, the specs for the Scorpio. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm buying one. Day one, absolutely. 100%. I might... 
have to trade in my current one, and I'm then going to end up needing to buy a 4K TV. I think day, it will definitely be a day one. I would hope it would be a day one. I would quite happily, you know, when it when pre-orders sell out the day they go up live to pre-order, I'd gladly wait a couple of days for one. Yeah. But it does kickstart, like you say, it, it kickstarts replacing everything in my house. So, and this 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 spec, mate, this is a this is a 550 pound machine, I reckon. That's that's my guess at a, at a retail cost. Yeah, it's five hundred and fifty quid. So a five hundred and fifty pound machine, which is fine. I need to trade in my Xbox anyway. Although, in preparation for this, I did order another Elite controller <laughs> because I have an Xbox Elite, and when I trade it in, they're going to expect the Elite controller to come with it. So I bought another one, so I didn't have to have no Elite controller. Makes sense. Because I quite like my Elite controller. Can't go back to that poverty spec shit. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh. So yeah, so a £550 purchase for a console, I reckon. And it does, it, it kickstarts replacing all of my kit into 4K, which is something I've, I've been putting off, basically, because of the cost. Uh, but I'll, you know, I'll have to bite the bullet. My question then is, I, do, I get the 4K console, and then the 4K TV, and then the 4K Sky, and the 4K Blu-ray player. Do I then need to fucking upgrade my PS4 and get a PS4 Pro as well? Because apparently it makes the VR better. And I like VR. Yeah, I think... Doesn't the VR require have a? Nah, we. I. I don't know enough about the PSVR. I don't care enough about the PSVR anymore. <laughs> I just. It's just we've had that episode. I'm done with it. <laughs> Fair enough. It's funny you should uh, say that. Actually, I. I bought a game yesterday. Yeah, because I spent fifty quid on PlayStation Network in March. I got a free ten pound voucher, and I have to spend it by the end of the month. Okay. So thanks so I, for spending this money. Here's some money off of this, but you need to spend but more. Spend money. it now, motherfucker. Yeah. So I I bought. I haven't played it yet. Cause I bought it yesterday and didn't download it because I was podcasting, so I didn't want it to fuck with my connection. Uh, I bought Mantis Burn Racing. Awesome. Basically, on your recommendation, I was like, oh yeah, that's the one that John recommended, and it was like three pounds ninety nine on in the sale. <laughs> I almost bought Batman Arkham Knight. Batman Arkham Knight on the PS4. Uh, Easter sale is currently £4.50 I still don't think it's worth it when they give it to me for free I might play it but I'm not fucking I'm not even spending £4 on Arkham Knight I hated that game so much uh, speaking of sales this is just because you mentioned it uh, I think Bastion is currently on sale on Xbox yeah, that's the one Lee mentioned last week isn't it yeah for gold members it's 30% off I think cool I think do I own Bastion I don't know probably you own a lot of games you haven't played I, I do. I really do. You own all the games. I do think, because I've spent a lot on games this year, I think I'm going to get to like the end of this year and do what everybody else is doing, like all the other podcasts that I listen to are doing this year and just not buying games and just finishing the ones they have. Yeah, but then you're going to miss out on all of next year's games. Yeah, this is true. But... And you'll have a Scorpio. Yeah. And there'll be loads of Scorpio games. Yeah. But what? Well, Although they are openly saying that any game that's being released and made available on Scorpio will just be better with Scorpio rather than you missing out on content. Yeah, I, I, I wonder how long that's going to last. I have to admit, I wonder, I wonder how long it is until you have a visibly gimped game if you play your Xbox game on just an Xbox One. Yeah. You know, cause it, you know as, the, <clears throat> as it shifts from an Xbox One game that you can play also on a Scorpio... As it shifts from that to a Scorpio game you can also play on the Xbox One, 
how long until the Xbox One is just null and void as a console. Well, it's like the games being released on the Xbox 360, and they actually released the updated shape Xbox 360 to match that of an Xbox One. Yep. And they they said, and it works brilliantly if you plug it in through into. It's like you stick it on top of your Xbox One and plug it the HDMI straight to your console. Yeah. And it works perfectly like that. It's like, and you can use your Xbox One controller. Well, <laughs> these are all great points, but clearly you didn't think of something, and then backwards compatibility happened. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm more interested in the Scorpio than I was about the PS4 Pro. I'm interested in the Scorpio because I just realised that backwards compatibility currently, as it's running on a virtual machine with more power than an Xbox 360, is actually a lot of the games are improved, such as Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 actually look a bit cleaner. Their load times are improved dramatically. And the, you know, please insert disc 2, please insert disc 1 screen only yeah. appears for like two seconds. Fair enough. Before it realises, oh, hang on, I'm virtual. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that would backwards compatible... I, I really like the backwards compatible idea, but at the same time, I haven't played that much on backwards compatible. I said I would. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't had time to play the new games I bought, let alone the old games I own. So that, that's not really a selling point for me, I have to admit. <sighs> and it also fucking depends what it looks like. If it looks like another Betamax. Because, yeah, I mean, the Xbox One, it still looks like a Betamax, and it looks awful. It doesn't bother, Xbox, doesn't bother me that much, but it's fucking... It much better. No. It, just, just smaller. Just Same no, shape. No piano black. I, I'd rather it be black than white. I don't because mind black, but give me matte. Give me matte black. Something you know, that isn't dusty yeah. the second after I've dusted it. But the Scorpio is going to have such a higher amount of power and you know, improved internals. It'll just burn off the dust as it touches it. Yeah. It's going to need to be bigger than the 1S. It can't be the same size as the 1S. It can't be, surely. Well, it depends. Because isn't the 1S... No, I'm, I'm not sure because I, I don't own a 1S. The 1S... Uh, no, the uh, yes. Scorpio's the... got an internal power supply. Yeah, the 1S has an internal power supply, doesn't it? Yeah. Do we, so, are, we, do we, are we sure that the Scorpio has an internal power supply? Because considering the size of the bricks in every fucking Xbox machine, yeah. you know, that, that frees up an awful lot of room if you take it out again. It's a massive yeah. step backwards for Microsoft, but it frees up an awful lot of room. Well, they must have streamlined that internal power supply a fair amount, considering the size of the fucking brick that is currently sitting behind my Xbox. Yeah. Like the size of the Xbox. Oh yeah, it's like having a whole new games console just hiding behind the telly gathering dust. Yeah. It's also piano black that you need the dust. Yep. Because, I mean, that's, that's just trolling, isn't it? I have my Xbox One uh, high enough up so I can't see the top of it so to know that it's covered in dust. So at one Mine's point... behind a I... solid wooden TV stand. I can't see any of it. I can see this dust on the TV stand, but <laughs> not the Xbox. It's okay. And my Xbox One currently still has two hard drives plugged into it. Because I realised that maybe, just maybe, four isn't enough. <laughs> wow. And I probably should have gone for the eight when I had the chance. Bloody hell. Yeah. Moving on, I suppose. Briefly, this one, because because it only really deserves to be spoken about briefly, but it's, you know, news nonetheless and still a little bit not good. Is that Mad Cats are no longer going to be a thing. I think they've gone. I think it's bankrupt. They filed for administration or something. They're they're, they're just they're not a thing anymore. Yeah, it's th- uh, they're uh, don't they kind of make um, 
Triton stuff. Ooh, now that's actually uh, interesting because I just realized I think Mad Cats actually make Triton products. Uh, yeah. Headphones. Okay. So if they're if they're not if they're not sticking around, then that's a um, uh, they they did go for full on bankruptcy. But that's a holy balls! They're in Milton Keynes, are they? Jobs have been lost at the Milton Keynes-based UK arm of global gaming hardware manufacturer Madcats. Oh, where the fucking Milton Keynes are they? The place is entirely flat, and Madcats <laughs> don't know how to make anything subtle. I would see any building that Madcats are a part of. It's just, just like it's, uh, you can tell it's the Madcats building because there's an extra wire hanging out the side. Yeah, of it. and there's just angles and LEDs on it for no good goddamn motherfucking reason. Just fuck's sake, I was based. Anyways, yeah, I think it's because they put they put all their eggs in the Rock Band Four basket, didn't they? Yeah. So they they basically they purchased all the right or they got a hold of all the rights to publish Rock Band and then made Rock Band Four. And I think I'm the only person that bought Rock Band Four. Yeah, I used it for a day and a half, and it's now gathering dust next to my Guitar Hero Live. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is one aside from all of the joke controllers and the turbo button, and you know, the 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 controllers that were needlessly huge because they had an extra powerful rumble thing, and you know, wired controllers in a generation where wireless was the king. They made fight sticks. Yeah, they made they made the good ones. They they did make very good fight sticks. It will be a shame if no one else takes over from that. But people just don't buy a third party anymore, do they? No. Um, when was the last time you bought a third party controller, mate? I bought one third party controller for my Xbox 360, and it wasn't even a Mad Cats one. It was a GameWare one, and after using it for about an hour, I then went and bought a different Xbox 360 controller. I say a, a gameware one. That's that's a sign of quality for your arts. Yeah, uh, third-party hardware would be most likely battery packs for wireless Xbox controllers. They, yeah, see, I've I've never bought one. I've always bought the official ones. I bought a couple of third-party ones. Realised that I tend to have my controller plugged in more often than not, and then just bought a wired controller. No, I don't think I can't remember the last time I bought a third-party controller. Was it that fight stick you bought? Because you did buy yeah. one recently. I did ago. buy one, yeah. Uh, not recently, a couple of years ago. Well, I'm thinking PlayStation 3 times. But yeah. Yeah, I just... It would have been Street Fighter 4 or something. It would have been, yeah. I, I just kind of... I've stuck with like the official controllers. I, for the last couple of generations, I was going, well, you know, I can afford to buy the official ones. Why wouldn't I buy the official ones? Yeah, and okay, PS4 controller battery life is a bit shite. But, you know, I... I I don't mind plugging them in and charging them. Even my my charging packs, like for the the PlayStation controllers, they're they're all Sony official. Oh god, yeah. I sound like such a cunt. No more than usual, mate. I I can afford the real stuff, so I buy the real stuff. I sound like <laughs> such a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> you like the guy who buys a BMW, but then only ever buys BMW branded clothes to wear yeah. when he drives his BMW. Oh yeah, for sure. I've got a PlayStation hat. I, you know, <laughs> PlayStation sandals and everything. It... <laughs> you have a PlayStation mug, don't you? I do. I may actually have a PlayStation mug. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. I thought I did briefly. I thought well, I've, I used to have one. I'm sure. I probably, I'm pretty sure I used to have one and it broke. I don't even know where I got it from. But I mean, that's immaterial. I have many mugs, and the only thing I do with them is fill them with coffee. Yeah, you need to get one of those size matters mugs. It's like the the. It's like, it's like I think they're slightly more than a pint in size. But, uh, 
you know, <laughs> urine. I, I need to pee at some point. <laughs> There's a toilet in the building. <laughs> it's just outside the door. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I, sorry, go on. I was going to say that those large mugs, there's no point in having them because by the time you actually get close to the bottom, it's gone cold. Yeah. Because it's just that much in quantity. It's like you can't drink it all. No. Just, you just can't. There's no way to drink it all quick enough without it going cold. Yeah. But yeah, Mad Cats. A little bit of a shame. I'm not that sad to see them go just because I never bought any of their stuff and well, I didn't buy much of their stuff and a lot of the stuff they did make was cheap nonsense. Yeah. Don't try uh, and bring back Rock Band. It was, it was never, ever, ever going to work. It just wasn't. I think the only third-party stuff that actually makes money is the stuff that for racing game steering wheels and pedals. Yeah. And that's because race uh, e-racers still have the greatest following of any sort of genre in terms of just just the community for it. Yeah. I mean, sure, fight sticks are a big thing, but if Mad Cats stop making fight sticks. People will still have their own fight sticks. I mean, but with with steering wheels and and pedals and full on racing simulator suits, yeah. uh, kits, you know, there's a lot of money gets thrown out in those. Do you remember that wireless steering wheel that Xbox released? That was just basically a double ended dildo with an accelerometer in it. Yes, I just remembered that. Yeah. What an amazing bit of kit that wasn't. That was just I, I don't even think it worked. I, I actually I, think. I think they really. It was released, which it wasn't even a proper. It was a Horizon Forza. It was a Forza Horizon Two, maybe. And it was. I don't think it worked on most other. Well, no, it worked obviously, but I don't think they supported it after that game. I think they just stopped doing it. Just gave, just quit. Just like, yeah, this we shouldn't have done this. I think I only know one person that actually bought one. It was. It was like I bought one of these. Don't judge me. I was like, no, no, I'm fucking judging you. Was it Paul? It was Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I know someone who bought one of those wireless steering wheels as well. I'm pretty sure my mate Dunny, who I mentioned about Overwatch a couple of weeks back, yeah, on the on the Jack cast, yeah, he bought one of the wireless ones. I think he used it twice, and I laughed at him. I just I can't imagine it would it would give me arm ache having to hold it up. No, what was it was it wasn't even Forza. Forza. It was uh, one of those um, like Outrun type games. Because you'd push forward to make it accelerate, pull back to brake, and you would t- change lanes, essentially. Oh god, that's terrible. It was it was basically one of those outrun type games. I don't even... What, uh, is outrun even a thing anymore? You know what I mean with, with an outrun game. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I know what you mean. Uh, super hang on, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, checkpoint racing games. Yeah. You get harder as you get through them. Yeah. Or rather, the, the distance gets further, but you still have to... Uh, but you have less time and to get through these checkpoints. All that crap. Yeah, it was something like that. It, was, uh, it might have even been one of those fucking party avatar games, like the Kinect avatar games, oh but with a wireless controller, a uh, wireless steering wheel controller. I mean, either way, yeah. I mean, it, it may be one of the worst decisions Microsoft ever made, outside of forcing you to have Kinect. But <laughs> not only forcing you to have Kinect, but forcing you to have Kinect, and then a year later going, "Yeah, we're releasing a console without Kinect." Yeah. Please don't judge us. Although I was, I was actually telling somebody, it, it must have been, I must have been a new guy at work. We were talking about uh, trading in Xboxes. Cause I traded in my old Xbox One to get my Elite. And even though when I bought my Xbox One, it came with a Connect. When they unboxed it, they took the Connect out 
and ran it through the till separately. I got an extra 60 quid for having the connect. Yeah. I was well chuffed with that. I mean, I did kind of want to go, you know that's supposed to be in the box, right? There's literally a picture on the box of the Xbox and the Kinect. If you look at this one, there's not. <laughs> but they wanted to give me an extra 60 quid. I wasn't going to fucking moan about it. Yeah, I I just realised I don't have any more holiday left to take because I've already booked everything off. So when Scorpio does get its announced release date, I don't have any time off to wait at midnight launch or something. It's going to be, mate, it's going to be out in like winter. You know, the, it's flu season. <laughs> it's just phone up sick. I guess yeah. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to um, do the uh, the old-fashioned book pre-order it and then just turn up after work at some point. Yeah. So there's that. So I want to spend a bit of time chatting about uh, what we've been playing the last couple of weeks. Uh, very briefly, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna start if if that's all right. I wanna I wanna I wanna talk and it will be brief. I I kind of I've give I put Horizon. Uh, Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn, on the back burner for a bit. Not because I'm not liking it, I just wanted to play something a bit different, mainly so I had something different to talk about on the podcast. Uh, at some point, I will like take two days out of work or something, just finish Horizon, and then the episode after, I can just go, so I finished Horizon. But Hooray. anyway. <laughs> and I'm sure the elation will be almost as much as when you go, I finished Mass Effect, and now I'm going to talk about something else. Anyways. Uh... So yeah, so I gave uh, Drawn to Death a go this week, last week, and it went free on PlayStation Plus, or on release day, so it was released last Tuesday. Uh, and Drawn to Death, for those that don't know, is is the latest game from, or it's the first game from the Bartlett Jones Supernatural Detective Agency, which is David Jaffe's new studio. David Jaffe, for the uninitiated, is the man who created God of War and Twisted Metal, and is the only person in the entire world who swears more than me. But he, uh, so he's put this, this kind of, this, this game, this Drawn to Death, he's put it together, it's a, a multiplayer only, it's 2v2 or free-for-all, but it's only ever four players. Uh, it's like an arena shooter, and it's basically, it, what, its unique selling point is that its art style is basically that of a Grebo teenager in high school. Like, it, it, you just play as this, as a, as a teenager's drawings in his school book. So it's all like super death metal stuff and, you know, killer sharks with guns and, and shit like that. On the surface, okay, I, I played this game for quite a while. On the, well, quite a while, a couple of hours. A few hours, I suppose. On the surface, it's quite fun and the art style is actually quite good, uh, certainly unique. And it's got this kind of aesthetic of always abusing you. Like the game, you have this frog that talks to you through your tutorials and teaches you how to do things. And it's just, it's always, always with an insult attached to it. Which can be quite funny. It, it's, you know, it's reminiscent of things like, you know, Saints Row or like Far Cry Blood Dragon, that kind of level of, you know, teenage childish humour. And it was quite good. The problem is it wears thin pretty quick. Like, there are jokes. Like, there, there is an announcer uh, during the game. And like, when you pick up a special weapon or something, like, this announcer will start talking to you. And it sounds like Jesse Ventura. I'm almost <laughs> right. positive it is Jesse Ventura. Because I'll tell you what, it sounds like when you're playing the Genki games in Saints Row and you've got the dudes commentating over you doing your shit. But instead of just being funny or being scared they're abused like this dude abuses you 
Like, literally just sits there calling you a piece of shit while you're trying to kill other people. And you're like, I'm, I'm sure that on some level, David Jaffe and his guys have a point to make when they do this. But actually, while it is quite funny, and there were a couple of bits that did make me laugh out loud, after a little while, I quite, I was sitting going, no, just shut up. And like this joke, like this guy told one joke and it went on for so long that I actually died and didn't hear the end of it. Because it literally, it must have gone on for two minutes, like two minutes of solid talking from this commentator at me. And I just, will you shut up? Just please just stop. It, the humour in it wore thin really quick. Which isn't something I, I thought I would say about something really childish, because I fucking love childish humour. You know, my life basically revolves around dick and fart jokes. <laughs> so, dick and fart and shit jokes in, in a video game where I play, you know, a robot bat called Cyborgula, just, it, it should be absolutely everything that I want out of life, and... Sadly, apparently, everything I want out of life only lasts about two hours before I get bored of it. Well, you can only have so much of what you want before you realise, hang on, what I really need in life is misery. Yeah. Well, this, this is yeah goes back to the conversation we had earlier about having jobs. Yep. It's what jobs are there for. Yep. But I do know a few people that have played this game and said actually they really enjoyed it and it's still been fun as they've gone on. And I just, it's, it's just not really for me. And I'm not saying it's a bad game, although, you know, the, the characters feel a bit floaty. And that's a shitty word to use, because, like, everything for about five years just felt floaty when you played it. And it just... But it just feels like, well, like, when you double jump, it doesn't feel like... The, it's not tactile enough. I want to feel like I'm jumping, not just kind of floating around. But it's early days, and it's free. It's free for now, at least. So, you know, someone might like it. Not me. But it wasn't bad. I, you know, I've left it installed. I might go back to it later. Maybe after a patch or two. It was. I did play it like day one, and it was a ball ache getting a, a game sometimes. But you know, but I've, I'm used to that. I've, you know, I've been gaming long enough this generation and last to be used to you know day one games not connecting, even when they're fucking multiplayer only and have been in beta for the last year. Jaffe, <laughs> you dick. No, that's unfair. I really like David Jaffe. And he's like a genuinely nice person as well, like assuming you don't call him a cunt on your podcast or Twitter. You know, I've had chats with him in the past and he's a really nice guy, but I just I think he missed the mark with this one. Not not my for me at least, not my thing. But uh yeah, that was my brief conversation. It wasn't as brief as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> so what have you been playing, Mr. Miller? Uh I have been playing the uh game of the year, Mass Effect Andromeda. Shocker. I've I've actually played that uh and again shock fifa and i believe wwe 2k17 went free for wrestlemania weekend i played oh, yeah, that for did, about i played that for about 20 minutes before realizing holy shit this is just again more of the last one yeah and it's, you, it's not even it's not even updated and good version of the last one it's just the last one again didn't you i remember you saying that it must have been on our like first episode like just after egx last year didn't you have a go over at egx last year and just came back and said it's just the same old shit pretty much yeah They've updated a couple of things, but it's it's now I'm now talking about it completely instead of what I really wanted to. But whatever, it's <laughs> it's outdated. Yeah, it's, it's 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 well, you know how the the wrestling scene is with the whole oh yeah we'll have this character be this guy and then move on. But it's come out WrestleMania weekend for free, and there's now been uh, a 
the superstar shakeup, as uh, Vince McMahon declared it, uh, happened last night actually. Where okay. they just moved, they did the, the typical draft between the brands. Oh yeah, so, yeah, it used to be called the draft, didn't it? Yeah, they just decided to call it the superstar shakeup because fuck old names, which let's just rename everything. It, I mean, a complete, a complete tangent, and I hate that I know this, and I hate that I'm about to say these words. But this is a spoiler for people who haven't watched WrestleMania yet. <laughs> Fuck, so I hate myself so much right now. Are the Hardy Boys in WWE 2K17? They are not in 2K17. However, uh, I did notice that you know how in every WWE game they always go, oh yeah, we'll add a couple of moves to some older wrestlers, you know, yeah. bring, you know, and we'll we'll have like hidden extra moves, and it's like we'll have presets of the superstars for people you go. Oh yeah, I really want to make John Morrison, or yeah. I I I want to make a Stone Cold because he's not a legend in this one. He's not in it, so I'll what? just do. I'll make. I'm not. I'm not saying he isn't. I don't know if he is or not. Probably. Oh, okay. I was gonna say it's fucking heresy. Yeah, but or just like I want to have um, Hollywood Hogan, or you know Razor yeah. Ramon, or any one of Kevin Nash's alter egos. Yeah. So they'll just have the preset move lists for this one. They've actually had. Uh, the, the Hardy Boys, a lot of the ones that they kind of have ignored having. So they've had the Twist of Fate, they've had the Swanton Bomb. Yeah. But they didn't have things like Poetry in Motion, or rather, it wasn't called Poetry in Motion in the last couple, but it is this time. So it's things like that that you don't notice when the game first comes out, but WrestleMania rolls around, the Hardy Boys come back, win the tag team titles in a ladder match. Yeah. And then you go, ah, yeah. Now I remember that uh, there's a lot of Hardy Boys stuff in, like their entrance <laughs> is, is a preset yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Okay. It's like uh, in the last one, the, there was a load of Shelton Benjamin stuff, and then he was supposed to come back, but yeah. then picked up a horrendous injury, and he's now, you know, been. I think he's actually gone into fully into retirement. Oh wow! No, I just I kind of I know uh, well, I knew that Jeff and Matt Hardy came came back at WrestleMania, and I I kind of I watched a dodgy clip of it on YouTube just because A, I really like Jeff Hardy's entrance music and I wanted to know if they used his and I wanted to know if he still had his hair the way it was the last time I watched him fight. Fight like he's an MMA fighter. Wrestle. Yeah. In, enough of the, the character yeah. wrestling podcast. Mass yeah. Effect. Mass Effect. Right. I can't believe I'm actually saying John, please talk about Mass Effect. I knew that it'd get you I'd, I'd get you to do that one day. <laughs> it's your cunning plan. Yeah, talk about wrestling till the cows come home. <laughs> Right. Anyway, so yeah, go on there, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. I I love Mass Effect. I love okay. Mass Effect 1, I love Mass Effect 2, I love Mass Effect 3, and strangely enough, I also love Mass Effect Andromeda. But I don't know why, because <laughs> the game is obscenely long. I think I've put more hours into this game than I have put into 1, 2, and 3 combined for a single playthrough. Bloody hell. And I don't know how far in the story I am. I don't know if I'm halfway yet. I don't know if I've done a third. I don't even know if I've reached Act 2. Well, I probably have reached Act 2. I, But what I can say is that I've completed all of the planets that you unlock to 100%, and I have all four arcs, because I've only just done the mission which gets you the Solarian arc, which turns out probably should have done a while ago. What's an arc? An arc is the the spaceship that travelled from between Milky Way to Andromeda. Oh, okay. Uh, a A R K as in Noah. Yeah. Okay. But, but there was a 
the human arc that you're on, there's the Asari arc, the Turian arc, and the Salarian arc. Okay. And then there was the Nexus, which was went through first, I think, possibly. Cool. But all of them went to Andromeda. I think there was a space of like a, maybe a couple of months between them because they didn't want to send them all at the same time because FTL, traveling through dark space, might be best if we wait a couple of months between... Because in the long term of it, they, they, they spent 600 years traveling through dark space to get to Andromeda. Yeah. Don't want to get to the other end of that 600 years and have everyone landing on top of each other. Yeah. Fair enough. So just like, you reach the other end and it's like, bang, oh shit, we just FTL'd into another <laughs> ship. 600 years later, I'm alive and we're here, dead. <laughs> Fucked it completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, from what I've read, there was supposed to be a Quarian arc, which also contained uh, some other species like the Volus, the Drell, the Hanna, and possibly the Elcor, but not by the quantity. I think it's 20,000 per arc. 20,000 humans, 20,000 Torians, Asari, and Salarians in each of their individual arcs, because apparently they sent them all in separate arcs, rather than having several different species in one arc. Yeah. Because in case one of those arcs didn't make it to the other end, you've just lost an entire species. Yeah. But the whole point of the Nexus was that it housed, I think, something like 100,000, possibly more, of varying species. Okay. Uh, the only mention I've seen so far of the other races that were in the original trilogy has been just casual mentions of various characters going, oh yeah, by the way, these species also exist on back in the Milky Way, but they're all dead now, probably. <laughs> 600 years later, there are two species that can survive longer than 600 years. That's the Asari, which yeah. live for nearly, I think, live near a thousand, and Krogan, which your squad mate is, I believe, if I remember rightly, was mentioned to be 1400 years old. Jesus. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, he's, he's largely got a lot of prosthetic limbs and replacement parts and all this kind of crap because it's it's the krogan are a war species that they're basically walking tanks yeah species there's the the typical the things is he the bad guy from the first one he's a krogan no he's a turian saren's a turian okay which one's the krogan the big frog looking motherfuckers yes frog looking ish okay more more dinosaur looking um fair enough you, yeah, have to, Krogan... you have to remember, you're talking to an actual 100% Mass Effect moron. Yes. Uh, you, played Mass, you played Mass Effect 1. The squad mate that you get, Rex, the, I think he wears a red suit. Red yes. bath suit. Yeah, he's a Krogan. So who's the Torian that's with you? Garrus. Garrus, okay. Garrus, I know. Garrus. Garrus is awesome. <laughs> Bros for life. Sorry, go on. Um, yeah, the, the Krogan you've got here, uh, on your new team is Drac, and he's 1,400 years old. Um, from Mass Effect 1, there were elevator conversations. You're dry, uh, as you're going up elevators, people, they, the t- squad mates talk to each other, which was then mocked in Mass Effect 2 when if you walk around the Citadel with Tally and Garrus, because it's between transition periods when you're going up a flight of stairs. I think Garrus says, don't you miss the elevators? Tally replies with no. <laughs> Garrus then says, go on. Tell us about the, your being a Quarian. What's it like on the flotilla? And she says, I have a shotgun. <laughs> but they've brought back those you know, innocuous conversations. But when you're driving around in the Nomad, which is the six-wheel, uh, dri- six-wheel uh, vehicle that you drive around planets on, it's got both six-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. 
Okay. Four wheel drives for flat surfaces and driving at high speed. The six wheel drive is for climbing. Because is, it, is the driving it better than Mass Effect One? Uh, considerably. However, I've just unlocked most of the unlocks for the Nomad, which one of them includes removing stability management. Yeah. And driving four wheel drive with no stability management on ice is fucking hilarious. Because you're, you're doing like 120 kph, and you're spinning at every available opportunity because you're on ice. It's fucking awesome. I actually was supposed to, I was driving along, going to an objective point on the radar, and I actually just stopped paying attention to it, and I'd driven past it by some margin because I found an ice sheet, and I was just like driving around on the ice sheet. It was like a frozen river going through snowbanks on either side, and I was just driving along that like a slalom. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then I just I reached the other end and I looked at the map and I was like. Oh fuck! I was supposed to like turn like an hour ago. <laughs> it's, it's it's serious. It's little things like that that I love about this game. Yeah. That whenever I see anyone pan the game, saying, "Oh yeah, it sucks because of this," and it's like, "Well, stop looking at this and do the things that are fun." Yeah. You're playing a video game to have fun. Stop ruining it for yourself. <laughs> I do. I like, mean, I have to admit, I I kind of. Because you guys talked about this in the the episode a couple of weeks ago, I do understand if people are bitching about flaky animations or whatever it is they're bitching about. If you've got to stare at this thing for a hundred and something hours and it looks like ass in 2017 from EA from Bioware, I get that there might be an issue and maybe it's you know maybe it is a an actual negative point but people going out of their way to just slate a game that they may or may not have played or don't care about or hate because it's the cool thing to hate that i don't get i don't get that at all my biggest pet peeve is that all yes the facial animations were a bit shitty but i don't notice i i stopped noticing it and then 105 update came out yeah and i just i i didn't notice any of the facial animations changed and clearly, I just see through the problems that everyone else was was noticing. Yeah. What I noticed was my only issue was when you're inside a star system or a no, not no, it would be a star system. <laughs> trying to travel between planets, you select a planet and then you have to then watch your ship go through it in first person of the ship's view yeah. of you traveling tra- traveling between planets. You can skip that now. I didn't. Okay. I noticed at the bottom of the screen the X button for skip came up, and I was like, "Oh, I pressed that," and instantly I was at the next planet. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So they've gotten rid of they've they've made it so that it's optional to do the travel. Yeah. Not not that there's any real reason to do the travel in the first place, but clearly people complained loud enough, and the facial animation's been improved, and uh, one character in particular has had the most hilarious update, which is um, Addison, who's chief of something on the uh, on the nexus yeah um she no longer wears makeup like she was put on by a four-year-old you know like the <laughs> how, how your wife would look if nikita decided to do her makeup for her one day yeah that's what she did look like but she doesn't look like that anymore she looks like an adult done it <laughs> fair enough um but th- it's the, the conversations you have in the nomad between the two guests that you have yeah the two um support characters you've got some of them are brilliant, others much less interesting. But so far, I find 
ones involving Drac are the most interesting. For I think I might have mentioned it in the Mass Effect pod, but Liam and Drac don't get along. Or rather, Liam the, wants to get along with everyone, because I think he wants to be everyone's friend. Drac yeah. just doesn't like Liam for some reason or another. I don't know what it is. I haven't got that far yet. But for some reason, he just doesn't like him. Because at, uh, at one point, the conversation is, Drac's talking about his leg. He says, damn leg. Uh, Liam says that he could program something to make it so that it didn't hurt as much. At which point Drac responds with, how about I take yours away and you program your own leg to not hurt so much. <laughs> Excellent. But PB, who is the Asari, uh, name's not actually PB, it's Pelisaria Basale, but PB is what she shortened it to. Yeah. Um, she's the new Liara. She's really interested in... She's like Liara on steroids, or speed, probably. Okay. Where she's obsessed with the alien race, the Remnant, by some way, like Liara is with the Protheans. Yeah. But less breathy voice. She's more all over the place. She's very hyperactive. She's after, She's trying to do the Remnant stuff because it, she's the first person in Andromeda to really care about it. She wants to be the first. She wants to be the trailblazer. Yeah. And her first meeting of you is her um, knocking you over and mounting you. Okay. Well, she's just tackled you to the ground and she's just sort of sitting on top of you. And you have an option to push her off or not. The, the whole <laughs> right trigger. It's clear and beyond that, um, she is a, she's very adorable in, in, as a character. Well, who's her, space something? Yeah, but her and Drac have a great um, uh, rapport between them. I, it's, it's quite cute the way that they, they talk to each other. Uh, and Drac actually asks her who her father is. And I think she mentions that all of her brothers and sisters are pure blood Asari, so that's Asari and Asari. Yeah. But she has her father of being an Elcor. Uh, Elcor are the ones that speak the their emotion before actually talking, because they don't actually have any um, facial muscles really to to show off what it is that the. Oh the yeah, I know thinking. the ones. Yeah. I remember the ones. Yeah. The weirdos go like sad. Hello yeah. you. Well, my personal favourite, my personal favourite one in uh, Mass Effect Two is when you threaten one of the merchant Elcor, and he says, "With barely contained terror, you drive <laughs> a hard bargain, human." <laughs> uh, so, like as, as I said from the start, I have no idea how far along I am. I've I've got all four arcs. I've done the six planets in getting them to 100% viability. Yeah but I'm pretty sure I need to go back to all of those planets again at some point for some various missions. I've finished all but one of the loyalty quests because I think I've got one... I've got Liam still to do, but I really don't find Liam interesting as a character. I just... There's something about Liam... I, I agree with Drac. There's something about him. It's just... He just doesn't make him interesting. Fair enough. I like Cora. She's pretty badass. Uh, and there are rumours that she shares a surname with the elusive man real name yeah I think the elusive man's real name is something oh fuck I used I used to know what it was now there's something Harper but Cora is Cora Harper so it's possible that she's son uh, daughter rather or niece or something okay Vetra the Turian uh, female Turian on your team her loyalty quest involves helping her sister with something Drax is getting a dude uh, exiled from the Nexus because he's a complete dick bag and he's helping the exiles and helped get the Krogan um, kicked out of the Nexus in okay. the first place. 
Uh, PB's involves getting a piece of gnarly remnant tech. Uh, but if you follow PB's, uh, if you follow PB's for a while, I think about a third of the way through, you unlock the last of the tech powers, which is a remnant VI unit. So, which is pretty cool. So at the moment, I'm running, obviously, for the biotics to lift them out, the out pull yeah. enemies in out lance, which is like a combination of warp and throw which, when used together, makes a decent biotic explosion. And Remnant VI, which is my uh, third power, which basically pulls out uh, a Remnant Observer that then just flies around the battlefield and starts shooting everything. Nice. Yeah, it's like a moving turret with uh, proper guidance. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And it's really entertaining to have something like that on because one of my powers... No, one of my passive abilities uh, increases my damage and increases the damage... The, uh, my the amount of damage I can take, so it increases my um, defense. Yeah. Not not my shields and my health, but just increases my overall defense by uh, the num by a factor of the number that of my allies that are nearby within yeah. a certain radius. So if I've got I've got my two teammates, and if I put out my remnant vi, the construct counts as well. Yeah. So the remnant vi comes out, and therefore I've got a factor of three increase rather than just a factor of two. Nice. So it's a, a decent extra multiplier. Yeah. Just just by having something floating around around me. Yeah. Although he does occasionally just disappear off for a bit. and It's like I could be in the middle of a group of enemies and there could be an enemy that's fucking miles away. And I'll just, I'll be in the middle of conversation. I'll get out of the conversation because I've just saved a group of people. Yeah. I'll turn around and all of a sudden I'll just hear one of my teammates shout enemies. I'll look over and my VI is just attacking some random dude that's nowhere near us. Fair enough. So I then have to pull out the sniper rifle and finish the job. Because <laughs> am I fucked walking all the way over there to kill him to walk back? Yeah, bloody hell. So it's still good that you're still enjoying it. Still enjoying it, and I have a my, again my friend Danny, who has now had more mentions in this episode than he's had in any other, asked me about it the, uh, yesterday because yeah. he wants to know whether or not you should buy it, and I said it's basically space Fallout in terms of overall size and just just random things like the weapons and the modifications to the weapons and. Yeah. Just overall, it reminds me greatly of of Fallout. Now, as someone who doesn't like Bethesda games, I know Fallout is huge. I know it's got big scale of everything, it's, yeah. and just right down to the uh, you're walking along in a big area, and then there's just a group of enemies, just sort of like just a small group, like five or six, just just standing around, and you have to defeat them because you can't fast travel or whatever because you've got enemies nearby. Yeah. That's kind of what Andromeda's like. Because all of the areas are open-world massive, it's not a corridor shooter like the other ones are. Yeah, okay. So I get, I get what you mean. So it's essentially that you're driving along, and it's like, oh, there's uh, enemies over here, or this area is full of decent remnant tech, we'll need to go sort that out, or there's a group of outlaws over here, or Ket technology or something. Yeah. So there's there's that. So that's it's actually pretty cool that it's got that, and I, I still... I'm going to once again say I don't know where the hate comes from for this game. It's it's I don't understand it at all. It's, it's just it's one of those things. It's I, it's I a think new game. It's an EA game. It's yeah, it's, it's a new game. It's an EA game. It's a Mass Effect game. So, you know, people want to shit over stuff that everybody else likes. That's fine. It's an EA game, so people hate it for that. It's a Mass Effect game, so it's an it's it's popular, so people want to hate on it for that. Yeah. And it's less than perfect. And I think this I think this is the deciding factor as well. I think this is the thing. This game has been so hyped, and not just by EA and Bioware, but by Mass Effect fans as well. I mean, if you say 
no, it was fine. I'll, I'll believe you, obviously, but be completely honest. You've hyped this game up for yourself for the last... How long have we known about Andromeda? Uh, about... Um, 18 months? since N7, 18 months. Not the last N7 day, but the one before. Yeah. Yeah, so 18 months, give or take, right? Yeah. You've hyped this game up for 18 months. Tell me that the first time you saw a dodgy glitch in it, you didn't go, oh, for fuck's sake, really? <laughs> After all this time, my game, my game that should be perfect, my game, damn it. Fuck, it's, it's not as perfect as it should be. Yeah, I, I'll admit that there is that. However, the counter think... to that is that I've seen the exact same glitches happen in the Unreal version. So oh, the thing for sure. Like... It's, it's not... I'm not saying you having that reaction proves my point. What I'm saying is yeah. what I'm saying is that some people aren't big enough people in themselves to be able to go, okay, I know that it's a big open world game and no big open world game is perfect. It would literally be like me pissing all over Infamous because it's this huge open world but something fell over in it. It's an open world game. You're going to get washing machines that randomly spin around in the middle of nowhere because you walk into them. It happens. To be able to look past that is what is a good thing. If you can look past that, outstanding. And if you're still loving the game, great. Some people just don't have that ability or don't want to have that ability, and I think that sucks. Yeah. My only reservation, my only irritation from Andromeda is that I've had to enable subtitles. I've had to. Mumbling. No, not mumbling. Okay. The conversation doesn't always have everyone involved in the conversation around the conversation. Okay. You, if you walk up to a person to talk to them, before everyone involved in that conversation is in the area, they don't auto-teleport to the conversation. Okay. They will still say their lines, but they're not <laughs> near you. So you can't hear them because they're not near you. So they don't bring the voice to you as, and teleport them in. They have them say it however far away they are. Yeah. So you'll be talking to someone, there'll be a pause in the audio completely. It's like, is the game broken? And then someone else will say something in response to them talking. And you go, well, hang on, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I've had to enable subtitles because it's happened a couple of times now. Okay. See, that, but, I think, is, I, I think that class is a genuine problem that needs to be fixed. But it's because they've moved into a real world conversation. So instead of oh, you're going to talk to someone, we'll make a cutscene. Yeah. What they've done is, you're talking to someone, but we're not going to give you a cutscene. We're going to make them talk to you in real time, in real real yeah. performance. But when you're in the conversation, no one moves Yeah. besides your enemy. So if you, don't, if you move into a conversation before you've killed everything, you'll occasionally find yourself being attacked. Excellent. I've had to skip through a conversation because I've very nearly... I've, I've been hit and I can see the hits happening yeah. and Ryder makes noises if he's being hit by something yeah. and then all of a sudden the screen changes because my shields are broken yeah. and then the shield's slowly getting dimmer as I'm losing health from each yeah. hit and then it got to a point where, the, the, my health, where my health got so low that my screen was starting to turn red and I was like okay I need to end this conversation need to end this conversation need to end this conversation <laughs> as soon as I ended it it was the tiniest of little fucking enemies the one that barely does any damage to me it had been hitting me for that long yeah. it had nearly killed me and I literally just turned around pressed Y to punch it once Nice. But Mass Effect's not the first game to have that. I've had that on several games in the past. Yeah. Weirdly, Infamous, actually. I'm pretty sure I had that with Infamous. Yeah. I haven't but thought it's... about that game in two years, Now I've mentioned it twice in ten minutes. Yeah. But it's a fault of having non-cutscene conversations. Yeah. You're, if your conversation's happening in the real world, then it's, it's a bug that happens 
by not pausing the real world around you when you're talking. Yeah. Which I'm assuming it's they they're aware of it and they might think of fixing it by pausing the real world around it. But the thing I want the most out of it is to if you're having a conversation to teleport all of the people who are in the conversation. So your squad mates, if you've left them behind, yeah, you know that they still got th- they've still got three flights of stairs to jump up and their yeah. jump packs. They need to come into the conversation in some way. Then put them in the fucking conversation. I imagine that's going to be doubly frustrating as you go through your like, second and third playthroughs, so you know where and when you've got to do things. Yeah. So you know straight away, I need to run straight here and do this. And of course, now you're a mile and a half ahead of your teammates who are having a conversation in the lose while you're outside having the actual conversation. I think second playthrough is going to have to be a wait because I've realised that although there's a lot, there is a there is a, an absolute fuck ton of optional side quests, and I mean proper optional. They come up, they show up as additional tasks. You don't have to do them. In fact, so if is you it select all to do one, there's a lot of filler, just randomly, just additional tasks. There's the op- there's the obvious missions and all that, but there you'll just be driving along or you'll be walking along. You'll kill a group of enemies, and then the the icon will come up and the buzzer will happen as if you need to scan something. You'll scan something or you'll shoot something, destroy it. And you'll get additional task. Destroy fifteen of these uh, of these radio towers. Yeah. So you go, okay, cool. Track this objective. It won't give you notification. It won't give you objective markers to say where they are. <laughs> so you now need to spend a fair amount of time going around trying to find them, or what I've been doing, which is ignoring them. Yeah. Because I'm not driving around Eos, which is the first planet you uh, you you put a settlement on, an outpost onto. Yeah. I'm not driving around there just to destroy a load of beacons for no reason, because there's 15 of them and it doesn't tell me where they are. <laughs> Fair enough. There's only one additional task that's done that, where I've actually completed it, and that's scanning corpses on Eos, Yeah. because it was given to me by the Lexi, which is Natalie Dormer's character. Yeah. And I will do anything to have Natalie Dormer whisper in my ears. <laughs> but I'm wearing... I'm wearing, you know, my proper gaming headset, so it's like in stereo, I've got Natalie Dormer whispering to me. It's it's like the only reason I watched the Jungle Book was for Scarlett Johansson as um as Khan. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I don't know how to respond to that. Yep. There we go. I I think we may need to move on. <laughs> actually, what did you no, play? Before we move on, actually, I do have one question. One quick question. Uh, are you still ignoring the multiplayer for now? Uh, no, I've played a fair amount of it. Um, I've ignored it a kind of a little bit because I've realised that the strike team stuff. Uh, the Apex missions, rather, don't have to be done in multiplayer, so I can send my strike teams through the Apex mission. Okay. It takes a couple of hours to come back with the rewards, but amusingly, I actually sent a, a, a level 1 strike team, so I just created them on a gold level Apex mission with a pass rate of 5%. <laughs> they fucking succeeded. Nice. I've sent my my uh, level 15 strike team on gold missions before and they've had a pass rate of 75 plus 80% and failed yeah. pretty much everything <laughs> I send them level 1 you know what happened they got so much XP they're actually my second highest level 1 wow it's like I just created them um, I had two others one was level 15 uh, couldn't was doing gold ones at 75% the other one was like level 9 they came back at level 13 like instantly just boom straight up <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And I also got a reward gold crate, gold weapon crate, which gave me a pretty gnarly shotgun. Yeah, the rewards you get for doing it um, in Apex missions 
Uh, you get crates, occasionally weapons, gold, uh, some credits, okay, uh, sometimes just like random stuff, you know, stuff for development of, you know, building new weapons. Yeah. But but completing the gold one, getting the piranha shotgun, which is a a drum shotgun, you know, the the typical, it's like twelve shells in a drum magazine, yeah. that type of shotgun, semi-automatic. That thing rips things apart. Nice. Like I, I will come up to a fiend and I will just go, oh, it's a fiend. Heavy armored, load of health. Pull out the piranha, stick the inferno rounds on. Like two magazines, it's dead. Excellent. It's like nineteen shots and it's gone. It just doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Wow. So some of the weapons are pretty cool. I think I found my my niche in in weapons. I've got the the vanquisher sniper rifle. I use the sidewinder pistol, uh, the revenant assault rifle, and uh, the piranha shotgun because they seem to be my best tools. And the biotic camp is my melee. I used to have a sword, but it's just too slow to swing. Okay. So just, despite being really cool and doing a lot of damage in one hit, it takes so long to swing it and then to put it away and then pull it back out again to get your next swing. The biotic camp of just running around punching things with biotics. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. No, I was yeah. curious because I knew you were avoiding it because spoilers and things. So. Yeah. Uh, that's. I don't think I've noticed any actual spoilers. Um. Uh, apart from no. They release weekly Apex missions, gold tier Apex missions, where you have to do them in the multiplayer, which does... One of them did spoil a little bit, which was the something that happens when you recover the Salarian Arc, when you get the enemy, the Behemoth. But I'd not played that Apex mission, so therefore didn't know... I, I It showed up in the bottom right-hand corner, and I saw what the enemy was, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's... Neither here nor there, really, for me. I, it's an enemy type that I've only seen one of, and as far as I'm aware, is there's only one of in the game. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Uh, yeah, so there's that. What's yeah. the other game you played, Mr. Brooks? I played... Uh, I got my hands on a copy of Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of one I fancied, because I'm, I'm a sucker for the Ghost Recon games. I always have been. They're kind of... They're like... I'm going to sound like such a bell end when I say this, especially when I say that Wildlands is not like this at all. But they're kind of fun, macho, oorah games, but with a little bit of smarts. Like, they feel clever. Like, when you go through the games tactically and stealthily and invisible, and, and that, it feels like you've you've done well, and it feels like you've done really good. Uh, yeah. Wildlands isn't like that. <laughs> uh <clears throat> But before I talk about Wildlands, actually, what I want to do... I didn't realise they'd done this until last week. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when Ghost Recon Future Soldier came out? Yeah. And they had the Ghost Recon Future Soldier... I don't know what it was called, like, Alpha Program or something. It was a short film. Yeah. Yeah. There's one of those for Ghost Recon Wildlands as well. Okay. It's... Hold on. It's called War Within the Cartel. Okay. So it's a 30-minute movie... It's a 30 minute short. And is it's, it like a prologue, basically? It is, basically, yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a stupid thing. It's so crap and so hammy and so campy. It's just absolute garbage. But it kind of gives you a little bit of backstory to the cartel that you're fighting in Ghost Recon Wildlands, which includes a massive Hulk looking dude who has just got a. a like his, face, his entire face is covered in a tattoo. Like, he looks like a comedy stereotype for a cartel leader. You know, it's, it's all about uh, the CIA and how they try to infiltrate this this cartel and it goes horribly wrong and 
So it's kind of this terrible fucking movie about how the CIA try and infiltrate a cartel and fail fucking miserably. You know, they try and get an informant who, you know, it fails, the informant ends up dead, and all this kind of nonsense. But the thing is, and I was, as I was watching this, I was watching it at work, because it's Easter holidays and there's no one in, I had nothing to do, and it's free on Amazon Prime in the UK. Mm. <laughs> so I was just, I had no idea it was there until I was looking for films on Amazon Prime. And I watched this thing, and I'm writing notes, I literally, I'm, I'm writing, this is fucking garbage. What the hell is all this? Everybody being cheesy, like super deep voiced guy going, I'll do unspeakable things to your entire family. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so shit. But then it goes like everyone's dead, and then the woman who, you know, from the CIA who is controlling the whole operation that's fallen apart, she's like being bollocks. Like, what are you going to do now? And they go, we're going to get in people that don't exist. And then all of a sudden it goes fucking commando. We see these super duper special forces guys like getting all kitted up, ready to go kill people. And you're like, like the 14 year old kid in me goes, yeah, let's ah! <laughs> us cheering and everything. I, I'm such a child. I'm an absolute. I'm definitely. I'm just a teenager in a 34 year old's body. You know, I just, I just want to yell oorah at things and shoot people. It's so shit. But I couldn't help it. Like the last 30 seconds of the, of the this film, it's basically like going all like kitting up and then four special forces guys walking in slow motion towards you as the woman explains what's going on and what's about to happen and you're like yeah motherfucker i'm gonna go home and do this so so then i went home and spent 40 minutes creating my perfect ghost and then playing the game for about 10 minutes yep because that's what you do and because i am a 14 year old in a 34 year old's body it was just a giant version of me with more muscles and tattoos and better hair and he and he looks cool, so he has the ability to wear a baseball cap backwards, whereas I don't. So yeah. he does. But I mean, sadly, the game didn't live up to that little bit of fun. The game's all right. Like what I've played of it, I've played a few hours, and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm stuck at one point already. I, I feel I've jumped into a mission that I maybe should have left it a few more hours before I started trying to do. But it's it's t- it's a typical. It's not like Future Soldier, which was missions. You drop here, you do your thing, you get your loadout, and you go do your mission how you want to do it, and then leave. We're now into typical Ubisoft open world bullshit. Yes. But I got in a truck and I drove me and my three additional ghosts to a mission. And between the, between the starting point and the mission I wanted to go to, I stopped four times to kill people and do, you know, mark packages and uh, piss on a crate to mark it as mine and do stuff. I it was just it's more maps filled with shit. It, you know, it's, it's, it's Ubisoft map-filling nonsense. I, But when you actually play a mission, it's loads of fun. And again, when you get to, you know, you and your three guys and you sneak forward and you, you go in with your little drone and you tag enemies and you kill them all silently, you feel like a complete fucking badass. But there's not enough of it to make it worth playing. I'm, I'm really, when I'm in a mission, I'm really, uh, I'm kind of, let's, let's say, in the zone when I'm sitting there, I've, I don't want to do anything. I'm trying to figure out the best way in and who I should and shouldn't kill and all that kind of nonsense. When I'm doing that, it's fucking great. When I can, can I can tell my guys to fuck off around the corner and kill somebody, it's lovely. But I'm not really enjoying it that much. Like the filler between missions is nonsense. The the shitty badassery between missions is nonsense. It's just when you're not in a mission, it's not fun. And I don't. I'm trying desperately to think of a reason to continue playing outside of 
I need to finish this because I bought the motherfucker. You know, it's and it's a real shame because I really like Ghost Recon. It does it does speak to a the kid in me who likes you know pointy shooty bang bang games. You know, and I don't I don't apologize for liking games like that. It's the same reason I buy Call of Duty every year because they're nonsense. So I can get into and play and turn off and leave be. I really like the Ghost Recon franchise probably more than I like the Splinter Cell franchise. But I like the Splinter Cell franchise for the same reasons. You know, it's... You feel like a complete badass when you do a mission properly. Or when you do a mission how you want to do the mission and it goes well. But yeah, Wildlands just... I think I judged it unfairly when I said it's basically the division with trees. Because (laughs) now I've actually played the game, it's not quiet. But it does still have that I want to be an MMO feel about it. Like you're 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 hounded constantly to join another game. You're hounded constantly to you know ring your friends and tell them that you're gaming because you're all alone and you need people to come help you. Yeah, the the your notifications bar fills the second you start the game because it goes you're online. Don't forget you're online. Don't forget you're a loner. You need people to play with. You know it's just shit like that bugs me. I want to just turn my game on, run through and kill everybody and be done. You know, the story is about special forces interfering in a Bolivian cartel drugs ring. You know, it's it's nothing big or special. Although, you know the uh, Assassin's Creed warning you get where it's like this this t- this game was made by a multicultural team of various religious blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. This one, I swear to you, the opening thing it just says this game is fictitious and is not meant to represent Bolivia at all. <laughs> Basically, is what it says. It's like we know that Bolivia is a bit shit. You know that Bolivia is a bit shit, but we can't tell you that Bolivia is a bit shit. There's not really this much cocaine in Bolivia. No, there definitely. is this much cocaine in Bolivia. We all know it. Yeah, it's Bolivia okay to say it, Ubisoft. It is, but I don't. I don't know. It it feels like they had like like they've taken the Ghost Recon idea and implanted it into the Ubisoft open world template. I mean, luckily there's no radio towers, so I I suppose I should be grateful for that. But I don't think Ghost Recon should be in this open world template. I think it should be in what it has been in all along. And it's, you know, separate missions where you plan and do and then move on to the next one. The the unnecessary travelling for 20 minutes between missions, it annoys me. And what's interesting, interesting? Maybe the wrong word. Yeah. When I play Horizon Zero Dawn, when I've got to go from mission to mission, even if I've got miles to go unless I'm in a rush to get a bit done before I have to turn off for the night I tend to walk or run between points and if there's a little side mission to do while I, as I walk past it I do it and if there's you know if I come past a monster that oh I could I could get some scrap off of him because I want to upgrade my bow or whatever I am literally it's a joy to do it I enjoy it so much and I, I have so much fun just you'll you'll spend two hours just fucking around chasing animals like I wanted in Horizon I wanted to upgrade like my quiver or something for arrows so I went chasing foxes for 40 minutes so I could get the right bit of a fox to upgrade it and but I was done I was like oh fuck I've literally I've just wasted all my game time for the night doing that but it's okay because I really liked it but Ghost Recon I fucking resent having to spend time driving to a mission like I genuinely resent it I want to go oh, fuck you just let me play I don't want to drive, and I don't want your shitty driving mechanics in a game that's forcing me to drive, and now I keep falling off a cliff. <laughs> you know, absolutely bizarre. Uh, 
I really want to try and finish it, but it will probably be one of those games that I I pick up, do a mission, and then put it down and go play something else, like Horizon. Uh, so, you know, a few weeks I'll maybe report back and say I've either carried on and finished it, or I've just fucking given up, which is probably more likely. But I don't want that to be the case. But yeah, that's 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 Ghost Recon. I'm I, I'm sad that it has turned. I'm not surprised that it's turned out like this. I'm sad that it's turned out like this, and I'm disappointed that I spent money on that because <laughs> that sucks. I'll be honest. I actually possess Ghost Recon Wildlands. I've played it for all of twenty minutes. Okay. Uh, that was mostly creating my character. I then did. Uh, the first mission that you have to do before yeah. unlocking multiplayer. I then did uh, a joined rather a friend's game. Now this friend has played it a considerable amount more than I have. Yeah. So I joined his game. He's God knows how much further ahead in the story. And I got I joined it and I got a warning saying this is ahead of you in the story. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. I don't care. I'm just playing it to to have fun with my friends. <laughs> Twenty minutes. And I just I just turned it off because to me it was not I won't say the division with trees, but it was the division cross with Far Cry. Yeah. Because it was just going around like in Far Cry and then you bump into God knows how much crap, you drive around, you go you go up to an area where you're supposed to kill a load of enemies, you go in and you go, Hmm, I'll plan it out this way. But it didn't have what Far Cry has, which makes it more hilarious and makes it more fun. And the actual game that I want to play, which is, hmm, I need to take this base. I know, I'll plan the attack of this, this, and this. And then as you're about to execute it, a Komodo dragon walks in and just kills them. Yeah. Or you're standing there going, hmm, if I do this, this, and this. And then, oh shit, there's a lion attacking. Yeah. I do think, I, I think we're at a point, and I do think uh, Ghost Recon does have aspirations to be the division. And... It would not surprise me if that side of it, especially with season passes and things, that all gets pushed as more multiplayer-sided stuff. But I don't. I think we might be just done with the days of Ubi pushing out a, a, just a standard, fun single-player game. Yeah. Which I th- I thought was a real shame because I like their single-player experiences, shall we say? You know, I I really enjoy them. Or I enjoyed. Them and like and Ghost Recon, all the Ghost Recon games, I've really enjoyed them. I've really liked them, and I really wanted to give this one the benefit of the doubt. But I just I don't think it's I don't think it's got it. I don't think it's got that feeling of Ghost Recon. It feels more like we've done another soldier game that you can you know unnecessarily upgrade every part of your weapon because we want to be able to use the word gunsmith on the back of the box and <laughs> you know and. <laughs> So you know we can't do. I we just can't... remembered the connect gunsmith. That's great, wasn't it? Pull the gun apart, rotate it around. Yep. It didn't work in real life because the connect was shit. Yep, and gunsmith was shit. Best thing about gunsmith actually for future soldiers, I could do it on my iPad. <laughs> I could I could completely do my loadout on my iPad, and that felt badass. Yeah. It really did. It felt like I was like, oh no, I'll get rid of that barrel and put that barrel on, and that weapon needs a silencer because that's going to be for when I sneak around, and if I have to go loud, I'll use this one. You felt fucking hardcore doing it. And <laughs> this one, it just... It takes all of that and just kind of shits on it. And it it's such a shame. I just I, I just wanted something fun. I really wanted it to be good. But, nah. Uh, after playing that, playing The Division, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, The Crew, I'm afraid of 
Splinter Cell's next game. Yep. Because if the next Splinter Scale ends up being... Scale, sorry. For some reason I've got a, a suddenly blocked nose and it's causing me to not be able to pronounce words. <laughs> I The next Splinter Cell game, if it ends up being Assassin's Creed with guns, yeah. I'm not buying it. Because I don't want... Here is Big City. You walk around it with gun and you shoot people occasionally. Yeah. That's not Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell is a story where you do the missions to do go through the story. Yeah. What Ghost Recon was back in the day where it was missions, you select your loadout. It works. It has a formula. You can have... I, Ghost Recon Wildlands has been artificially lengthened by making it so you have to travel around an area. I imagine that the actual story, if you do nothing but the missions, you skip out all of that driving around. You get rid of all of those, oh, I'm driving from this area to my mission point, but I need to stop because for some reason there's a woman on the side of the road whose son snorted too much coke and now she wants to kill the, the guy who sold it to her or something stupid like that. Yeah. I, I, I think Ghost Recon Wildlands' biggest problem is the fact that I don't have anybody to play with. I want that experience that we have with the uh, E3 demos for it where I get to shoot people and yell things like Tango Down and tell people to run to the chopper because I'm taking off. Yeah. I want that. Clearly that's what I need to make my Ghost Recon Wildlands experience complete. Unfortunately, while I know plenty of them, I never play with cunts. Yeah. <laughs> I am not playing with these people. I do. The first person that says Tango Down to me online, I'm just disconnecting them and never talking to them again. I would play Wildlands with you but I will probably be more likely to just straight up uninstall it. Yeah. I, I'm i just going to say it again. Rainbow Six Siege is the only Ubisoft game I will probably love for this generation. Yeah. Because I love Split Cell, and I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed Syndicate, but yeah. it wasn't... And the characters in Syndicate were cute, and I really enjoyed um, Evie's little nerdy moments, but yeah. it wasn't... It wasn't Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. No. It, wasn't it was Black, close. It, I did it like was Black Flag, but it was better than all of the other ones. Since, uh, yeah. All of the other ones. So it was, it was the third best Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. But because of it was the third best, it still wasn't close enough to make it, oh, it's the third best because it's better than all the others. It was the third best because, oh, it's not as good as the ones above it. But yeah. the, all of the other ones aren't exactly something to write home about. No. It's like coming second place in a cake baking competition because although you're the only entrant, yours wasn't good enough to be first. <laughs> it's like it wouldn't have won if any other entrant had had uh, had entered. But yeah. because it you were the only entrant, we're gonna have to give you second place anyway. <laughs> that is what Syndicate was in yeah. in, a, in Assassin's Creed world. Yeah. But Ghost but, Recon Wildlands need, just needed to be a long story game. You could have had co-op. You could have had a four-player co-op, um, just missions game. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't need to make it stupidly longer for no reason, just by having you drive around and then have to stealthily kill this group of enemies. Yeah. Because well, when I joined my friends, I couldn't stealthily kill anyone because my all of my stats were too low. I couldn't if I was crawling uh, like prone and crawling as slow as humanly possible. Yeah. They would still detect me because my detection skill, or whatever the fuck it was, was too low. So yeah. therefore, they just instantly know that I'm in the area just because I exist. It's <laughs> like they can they can smell my they can smell my odor yeah. because of something. Because although they can't see me, 
and they can't hear me and I'm not moving, they're nearby and they can just they go, that guy's wearing Calvin Klein. He's clearly not part of the cartel. <laughs> and then just start firing guns in the direction of where the smell's coming from. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of curious now what happens with Ubisoft at E3 because they always have a conference and apart from South Park, I can't think of anything they've announced that should be due. Uh, new Assassin's Creed because we had the year off last year, didn't we? But this is it. So, but what, we haven't had it officially announced yet. So I'm hoping that what we get at E3 is new Assassin's Creed and new... So there'll be something Tom Clancy because there yeah. has to be because we had Steep last year. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll probably get more announcements because I think that they might. But I think in the big push recently because Siege has now I think uh, possibly been taken up as an esports. Yeah. Well, it has. It's got that esports uh, yeah. CS feel to it, hasn't it? So. Yeah. I, I, you can't quote me on the fact that I, it has. I think it's been it's been picked up because there was the uh, Rainbow Six Siege Invitational a yeah. couple of months back, and I, I think it has actually been almost definitely been picked up. Nice. But then at the same time, I think FIFA is getting might be going into esports soon. Oh God! Which, considering it's got coding into it of um of a of a morale system, which is fucking stupid. <laughs> it just doesn't work at all. Like. I, I could be absolutely dominating a team of or one of my friends and then he'll score a goal from a counter-attack and then he'll score another three almost immediately afterwards just because my players have got sad. <laughs> Seriously, it's I, I was I was playing a mate. I scored first early and then I was all over him and then he scored and then he beat me 5-1 because my players couldn't string together two passes. <laughs> and then, and when he had the ball, they would just like stand nowhere near him and just let him pass the ball around because they just they they were sad. Is the Good only Lord. way to describe. Maybe you should, maybe they need to put that into Rainbow Six Siege. What just sadness? Just sadness. Sad people. <laughs> How, come uh, come what, kill me! I've had enough. It's like one when your teammates dies because of like a a cap can wall charge or a fro- a, a frost. Um, now, now you just sit in trap. the corner crying, cutting it's yourself. Just like, it's like just walking along, and all of a sudden you hear a bear trap go off. One of your uh, one of the your teammates has just been caught in that, and they've gone down. It's like, oh. <laughs> no, Ghost Recon, not not a, not, a, not, not a fan. no. I don't want to say not a fan. Not convinced I yet. I'm going to say not a fan. You know, maybe I just haven't been playing it long enough for it to become fun. But I don't. I, I try not to. I don't like having to play it for ten hours before something becomes a laugh. But. It's an open world game, so it's not something you can enjoy for just 20 minutes. Yeah. I'll give it a fair shot, and I'll try again. If it turns out to be complete wank, I just will sell it, because I bought it on disc, so it's okay. But I don't really... I don't have much else to say about Ghost Recon. Outside of UB, you've ruined another fucking franchise by the looks of it. Get your fingers out your asses and do something decent. Please, God. It'll be a long time before we get another Ghost Recon game. It's not like the, a yearly franchise like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Well, this one got announced two fucking E3s ago. Yeah. And only came out the other week. Yep. But. I think they had to put it back again because of some other titles they pushed. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll get something Tom Clancy at E3. We'll get South Park. We'll get probably Assassin's Creed. But, you know, UB... I remember about uh, five years ago, UB were one of my favourite developers. Like Everything they'd done was so much fun. There'll probably be another Just Dance game or something stupid. That'll get that'll have a, a five minute stint because they'll get the 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 dance they'll get Usher back out again. Or something. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> but yeah, so Ghost Recon. I wish it was better, but that's about it for me. I think. Yeah. 
I think we're done, mate. Well done, just recommendations. Do you have a recommendation? I do. Go on in. My recommendation is, although I did actually say it was some bad things about it a couple of moments ago, <laughs> uh, going into the EA Access Vault and Origin Access, because that's a thing, on the 21st of April, so that will be, like, Tuesday. Or, no, it's uh, next Friday, basically. Yeah. Um, is FIFA 17. Cool. So just in time for the end of the season, Ultimate Team funness. Oh, that's why. Yep. Get the games for free, but everybody will be buying gold packs. And... Exactly. I will uh, do the same, actually, that I shat on it earlier, but I will, my recommendation will be, until the end of the month, uh, Drawn to Death is free on PlayStation Plus. It's one of the free PlayStation Plus games for the for April. It's not complete horseshit, at least to start with, so give it a go. You might like it. It's It might be your thing. It just wasn't mine after a couple of hours, but I, I would recommend everybody at least try it, and I kind of like the idea of supporting David Jaffe, even if he has made a bit of a crap game. Uh, sometimes you just need that little tiny fight uh, game, you know, it doesn't need to be long, doesn't need to be interesting, it just needs to be fun. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean Mad World was that. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people will find that in Drawn to Death, I just, after a couple of hours I didn't, but that's, you know... I do recommend people give it a go because it is different and it's it, maybe you'll like it. But yeah, I think that's my recommendation done. I think that's us all done for the week, mate. We've got a couple of weeks for our next episode, mate. So until then, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me as ever on Twitter as the John underscore CU and on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver. Cool. I am Brooker411 on Twitter. I If you want to or feel the need there i write and podcast for failed critics of which we are a, a part of and the best part i'm saying nothing i'm on both <laughs> I, I, I can't i can't say that but yeah i kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh and obviously you know we are we are at character at character 411 no we're not we are yeah. at character unlock on twitter on facebook on instagram and tumblr maybe i don't know do we have a tumblr no, what we, is Tumblr? No, we do not have a Tumblr. I don't even know what Tumblr is. No, I, no me neither, because I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I, I know how to adult, and adulting usually means staying away from Tumblr. Yep. Uh, so no, there is no Character Unlock Tumblr, but everywhere else you can find us at Character Unlock, and if you don't want to find us anywhere else, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with... Something. Another episode. That will yeah. just be it. And I'm not going to be hosting, I'm going to leave you to host next time. Maybe you'll be able to keep it to under two and a half hours of recording. <laughs> Well, you've almost managed to keep it under two hours. Oh, rather, it is currently under two hours. If we wait a little bit longer, yeah, <laughs> it's like maybe thirty seconds left. It's almost lucky that we went. Oh, my wife's out. We'll record yeah. early because yeah. right now, if we start recording normal time, it will be gone midnight by now. Yep. <laughs> so yes, I it's... think there's a uh, there's nothing left to say except thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Night. Character Unlock was presented by Andrew Brooker and John Miller, with music provided with permission from Miracle of Sound from the track A Dog's Life. Character Unlock is recorded for failed critics and is a part of the failed media network of podcasts, along with Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights and the Failed Critics Film Podcast. And you can check us out at failedcritics.com or find us on Twitter at Character Unlock. Thanks for listening. Character Unlock.
ice cream van. Ooh, ice cream! Have a flake, please. <laughs> Do you have a no, no, flake, please. Just <laughs> one cornetto. <laughs> oh, you're such a cunt. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 